Hello and welcome to the Learn English Football Podcast with your hosts, Tom and... Tim. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm uh, I'm not as good as I was a month ago, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Well, that's what we're going to talk about because, Tim, you are, of course, an Arsenal fan. Although you can't be feeling too bad because we are recording this podcast after a victory, the first victory in five games. You've just beaten Chelsea 3-1. You're back on the top of the league table. Uh, you must be feeling a bit better. No victory in five games, Tom. All right, don't rub it in. Uh, To rub it in means to rub salt into the wounds, which means to make a bad thing or to mention a bad thing unnecessarily. Um, Yeah, I am feeling a bit better. Beating Chelsea is always good. Uh, 3-1 is a nice scoreline. But after winning 3-0 after about 40 minutes, I thought we could really rub it in. I thought we could stick the knife in, which is another way of saying make the the injury or the wound even worse. Um, But yeah... Tom, um, a month ago, Arsenal were sitting pretty at the top of the league. And as you say, we drew three great uh, games, great games for the neutrals, awful games for Arsenal fans. And then last week we played against Manchester City and it was a case of men against boys, uh, which means uh, Manchester City were by far the superior team. Uh, Arsenal can make excuses for the odd injury, um, but I think uh, anybody who watched that game will say that the best team won. And what was the who watched, score for the anyone who didn't 4-1. catch it? It was 4-1, but Manchester City played within themselves in the second half. Arsenal's goal was lucky. Um, we All of our key players were, were, were quiet or, or invisible or anonymous. Um, and it was a real, it was a real, um, it was a real uh, crash down to earth, which means when reality hits you in the face. Um, but it, people who watch that game will 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 also say that you know if, if Manchester City go on to win the league, uh, they will probably think they deserved it. I mean, they've taken six points off Arsenal in the league this season. Um, I can't think of another team that's won the league and lost both games to second place. Um, so. Um, it's looking good for Manchester City at the top of the league. Currently, they're two points behind Arsenal, but they do have um, they have played two fewer games and they've got a vastly superior goal difference. So even if they drew a game, they would still be ahead of Arsenal. Um, and the race for the top four, Tom, is looking pretty decided as well. Tottenham have had a bad few weeks um, and Newcastle and uh, Manchester United have been getting the results. Uh, should we talk a little about this, uh, a little bit about this Tottenham game, Tom? Uh, I don't know if you caught any of it. I've seen the goals and a bit of the highlights. Um, Tottenham were losing 3-0, I believe, um, and then came back to equalise in the 90th minute with Richarlison scoring his first Premier League goal for Tottenham, uh, celebrating wildly. Uh, and then Tottenham gave the ball away. Lucas Moura passed it straight to uh, the on-running Liverpool player and they conceded in the 93rd or 94th minute to lose 4-3. Um Tottenham are, however bad it is as an Arsenal fan, Tom, uh, it's always nice to look at our neighbours and see their suffering because it's always worse than ours. It's great. I can't imagine uh, being a Spurs fan. You're 3-0 down. Probably you can imagine all the Spurs fans leaving the stadium even before the first half arrived. You're 3-0 down after something like 20 minutes. You're thinking, we've travelled all the way up to Liverpool for this rubbish. Uh, and then, as you're 
boarding your train or getting in your car home, you hear of this incredible comeback and you're feeling, you must be feeling incredible frustration and annoyance with yourself that you missed this comeback. And then again, you get scuppered because, well, or maybe you feel satisfied that they did score the winning goal and your team lost in the end. Uh, I can't imagine the mix of feelings it must be to be a Spurs fan uh, watching that uh, chaos. I think it, it, it's a reflection of the mentality of the team at the moment. Uh, well, they clearly have some world-class players uh, in their lineup, players like Harry Kane and Jungmin Song and Kulichevsky has been good. Uh, Perisic, he's not the player he was a few seasons ago, but uh, you can't deny he's world class or has been in his day. Kuki Romero, a World Cup winner, uh, the Argentinian left uh, centre back. But there seems to be a real problem with the mentality of the club. Not enough players who uh, who are hungry and able to to carve out a draw in in that situation. Yeah, they they really are. I mean, this is coming off the back, of course, of their terrible performance at Newcastle, where they were five nil down after twenty three minutes, and Tottenham fans actually set the record for the earliest fans to leave the stadium after twenty one minutes. Um, but yeah, Tom, it's, the, it's it is a mentality question, I, I think, for Tottenham because on paper they've got some good players, but then if you look at their backline, uh, Eric Dyer, Ben Davies. They're not players that fill you with confidence. Eric Dyer has been, he's not been good enough for at least five years now. So, um, and he's one of these players that keeps on getting a place in the side because of his passing ability. He is good on the ball. Uh, he can pick a pass and he does allow Tottenham to play out from the back sometimes. But his defensive work is poor and he gets found out, uh, meaning he gets discovered. And Ben Davies too. Um, Ivan Perisic, for all of his qualities, he's not really anymore uh, got the legs to get up and down as a flying winger anymore or as a, a wing back. Um, and uh, obviously Song Hyung Min has not uh, has not had the best season, not up to his normal standards. So really, you've got Harry Kane, who's the only player playing with any confidence, any belief, any quality on a con on a consistent basis. Um, and it looks like they might lose him this season. Um, I don't know if you heard the Manchester United fans, what they were singing uh, to Harry Kane. They were singing, we'll see you in June, we'll see you in June, Harry Kane, we'll see you in June. And he was asked about the, uh, the, the Manchester United fans' songs after the match, and he said that he'd heard them. He didn't dismiss the fact that he might leave in the summer. All he said that he was, was that he was focusing on finishing the league uh, for Tottenham. So... If, imagine you're at Tottenham and your best player is 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 basically he's got one foot out the door. Um, it's got to be a difficult situation. They've got Ryan Mason in as manager now, who stepped in previously. Uh, it didn't go well for Stellini. Um, Conte, of course, uh, could have been fired in October, but managed to keep his job for at least five months longer than he really should have done. It's an absolute mess, and um, you, you can't see it getting better. Um, I've got a Tottenham fan who's a friend of mine, and uh, he's a season ticket holder. And he was he was saying, I don't know if I'm going to renew my season ticket because you can't see it getting better. Their rivals always invest and Tottenham don't invest um, at the same level as their rivals and certainly not at the level they need to invest to keep them where the fans want to be. Um, so it could be 
it could be a downward trajectory uh, for Tottenham that they're looking at as opposed to the upward one that they have been on uh, over the last 10, 15 years. I think the biggest problem for Tottenham was they didn't capitalise on that Champions League final team when Pochettino got them to the Champions League final. They didn't really sign anybody that summer um, and that really showed the, the lack of ambition at a board level and that lack of ambition filters down onto the pitch and to filter down or to trickle down means to, to run down like water would run down. Um, and you can see that lack of ambition has ha, ha, is evident on the pitch. Uh, so it's a problem for them. Um, Tom, I believe uh, West Ham are involved in a bit of a goal fest this weekend. Would you like to fill in our listeners? Uh, the, the recently uh, uh, renewed David Moyes... Uh, stylish football seven goal thriller uh tom was it was it as exciting as it sounds uh if you're a crystal palace fan i'm sure it was uh they are a, a delight to watch now and under roy hodgson he has them purring like that engine uh you know well-oiled engine uh, players, the quality of, uh, well, Zaha came back into the squad, was very good. Etsy in midfield. Uh, for me, the star player in that team is Olisi, the right winger, who is incredible talent, very, very dangerous. He assisted two of the goals. Uh, so I can sing the praises of Palace. I would say that this West Ham team, I don't know how we scored three goals, to be honest. Uh, we, we scored early again for the third Premier League game running, which was something we've not been doing all season. It was a very lucky, uh, a, a mistake by Olisi, uh, fell into the path of Suchek from across. After that, it was one-way traffic and it was all Crystal Palace. They took a 3-1 lead. We showed a little bit of desire to get back into the game, 3-2. But the second half, when you needed West Ham to come out fighting and be on the front foot, meaning being the attacking team, it was the opposite. Uh, this, this, again, for me, is part of the problem with the David Moyes tactics. Uh, we are a counter-attacking team. We're not so comfortable with the ball building possession. You could see the difference uh, with Crystal Palace, how they could work the ball through the midfield and create chances. Uh, we couldn't. We surrendered possession. We surrendered territory. They scored their fourth goal from a little bit of a lucky penalty, I felt. Uh, we got one back to make it 4-3 but the game looked closer than it was in reality Tim uh, there were not two even teams Crystal Palace were superior to us as they have been in recent games uh, I the West Ham fans were blaming the lack of squad rotation they'd played on Wednesday night uh, he hadn't rested players for the Liverpool game on Wednesday he tried to play uh, his, his strong team Declan Rice looked knackered he was very knackered by the way means uh, tired uh, he was very very quiet so it was a very frustrating game for West Ham fans however Tim uh, luckily the, some of the other results went our way particularly uh, Leicester and Everton who drew last night so we're still looking like we will probably survive this season uh, shall we talk about the relegation scrap now or yeah that's why I brought uh, the West Ham match up just to kind of give us a feel for it uh, so does that mean am I getting the feeling that you think West Ham are safe from the outside, I think they are safe. I think um, that four-point bridge that they've got between West Ham on 34 points and Leicester down on, on uh, 30 points with a game uh, more 
uh, with Leicester and Leeds and Nottingham Forest, oh, and all of the teams below them, in fact, I think West Ham are safe. But looking at this group below, you've got Leicester in 16th place on, on 30 points, down to 19th place Everton uh, on 29 points. So you've got one point separating four teams. Um, I think all of those teams are obviously in in the battle for relegation. Shall we shall we talk about Southampton first? Is is it is it too much for Southampton to come back? Personally speaking, I think it is. I think they made poor managerial changes this season. Uh, they shouldn't have got rid of Ralph Hausen Hussel. Um, and then the changes they've made since then have been substandard. Do you agree that the uh, Southampton uh, are gone? I agree with that. I felt that uh, that Arsenal game, one of the three draws which haunted the Arsenal fans uh, recently, was the one where Southampton were winning that game 3-1 with 72 minutes or 75 minutes played. That's a game they had to hold on for victory. They were unable to do that. They only uh, got a draw out of that game. Uh, That's the difference. That's how fine a margin it is at the bottom. Can you dig out those victories when you're winning 3-1 with 15 minutes to go. Southampton can't. Now they look too far off the pace. So Southampton are gone. Uh, some good players, but collectively they, they are they are already down by my estimation. Yeah, I think so too. So let's work up from the bottom then. So then we've got Everton on in 19th and Nottingham Forest in 18th. Um, currently the other two teams in the bottom three. Um Personally, I think Nottingham Forest uh, will go down. Um, I It was a heartbreak for them at the weekend. I think they were 1-0 up against Brentford uh, and lost 2-1. And that's just the kind of match that's going to break Nottingham Forest hearts and maybe their spirit too. Um, I think it's, it's harsh because uh, they did start the season with a lot of promise, but... If you were to take a league table of the just the second half of the season, Tom, I think Nottingham Forest would be very solidly in that relegation zone. So their recent form has, hasn't been great. Um, so do, what, what do you think about Forest? Do you think they can turn things around? I, one sec. They're, yes. they're interesting because they're one of the few teams that hasn't changed managers. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, And I can respect that. Their manager actually is very well respected as a man manager, as a person who's able to motivate the players. Uh, Cooper, is he called Steve Cooper, I believe? Steve Cooper, yeah. Yes. Uh, For me, it will go down to the wire. Down to the wire means it will go to the very last game of the season. I I have, according to my own calculations, Forrest to be relegated on goal difference. Uh, looking at their final games, they've actually got a better run in than other teams. They're playing Southampton, Chelsea, Arsenal and Palace. Now, when you consider Southampton are pretty much already relegated, Crystal Palace have nothing left to play for, certainly on the last game of the season. They will have their flip-flops on already, as we say, meaning they'll be thinking about their beach holiday. Uh, Chelsea, is there a better time to play Chelsea than right now? I don't think so. Chelsea are a shambles. They can't score goals. Uh, Arsenal, I think, will beat them. So potentially there's points to play for with Nottingham Forest. And when you look at the squad, you see the quality there. You see you've they've got uh, Renan Lodi, Jesus Navas, Felipe, Serge Aurier. They've got international quality players, but also... 
they're kind of mercenaries, aren't they? A mercenary is what you might call a, a hired arm, uh, someone who's sent into war, but he's paid. He doesn't really care who he's fighting for. You sense that uh, Nottingham Forest have too many mercenaries in the squad. They've gambled with these players. The manager's trying to gel them together, but <clears throat> they leak goals. They concede way too many goals. So I think they're going to score. Uh, I, I've I'm going to give them four points out of those 12 remaining. I think they'll get a victory against Southampton and maybe a draw against uh, Palace. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be enough for them. OK. Uh, and the other team, of course, in the bottom three currently is Everton. Um, and I think they're going to survive. Although um, Sean Dyche, uh, his uh, new bounce, uh, new manager bounce has, uh, has definitely died um, in their last five games. They've lost three and drawn two. Uh, they've got Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin back. And I know he's uh, he's just the kind of player you want in a relegation dogfight. He can make a goal out of nothing. Um, and... And I think they've got the Premier League experience and know-how. Know-how means knowledge. Um, so I do think they'll 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 find a way out. And part of the reason why I think they'll find a way out is because of the form of Leeds United. If you look at the last five games, they've lost four of them. Um, they seem to be in a total mess at the moment. Uh, they're actually um, they've they cha they got rid of their their manager. They brought in a new manager, Javi Gra Gra Gracia, um, Gracia, and uh, it looks like they're going to be firing him again and bringing back Big Sam, or as he likes to be known, Sam Aladici, um, who he once said he would be much he, he would have a much better reputation if his name was Aladici instead of Allardyce. He was saying that European continental managers uh, are more are seen as more sophisticated than English managers. I don't know if he would have been a better manager with a different surname, Tom, but I do know that in his entire career he's only been relegated once um and i think even when he did go down it was it was unlucky um and if he does come in he could give them the the bounce they need but there's so little football left to be played. There's only four more games to be played. I think it's going to be too little, too late for Leeds. Uh they don't seem to know their best eleven under the current manager. Um the Italian lad uh Nyota? What's Nyoto. how do you pronounce? Nyoto. Um, he's not been starting for them recently and he he's looked to me to be their, their most dangerous player. Um, they seem to have a lot of tricky wingers, but they don't seem to have much backbone in the centre of the uh, park. They really miss Kelvin Phillips. Um, and I think Leeds, unfortunately for Leeds, uh, will be going down. Um, it's in some ways I think they're the team best prepared to go down because they their their wage structure accounts for relegation. I think they could maybe keep a lot of their players and bounce right back up, but that's not going to be much consolation to Leeds fans in the short term. So Tom, who do you think is going to be that last team? Do you think well, we haven't spoken about Leicester, but do you think it's going to be uh, Forest? Um, no, sorry, Everton, uh, Leeds, or Leicester? Uh, well, I'll go th I'm going to speak about Leicester then, and then I'll come back to you with uh, with Everton and Leeds. Uh, Leicester, I don't believe they'll go down. Yes, they're looking vulnerable at the moment, uh, but in their final games, they've got uh, Fulham, Liverpool, Newcastle and West Ham. Uh, I think they will take points off Fulham because Fulham, they're, again, they're in their flip-flops already. West Ham, they have shown that they are superior. They can beat us home and away. And I expect that 
momentum to continue. We uh, Leicester have also got uh, Ndidi back in midfield. Now, when you look at that midfield they've got with players like Madison, with attacking quality Tielemans. like uh, Tielemans in midfield, Harvey Barnes, Jamie Vardy, uh, this this is a team which does not deserve to be down where it is. Uh, and they're starting to show the fight now, I think. The, most importantly, the form to get themselves up out of trouble. Yeah, one of the reasons I don't mention Leicester is, is just because Jamie Vardy's back in the goals. Um, he's had a poor season, but he's, he's, he's playing again. He's starting. And I think, I, I don't know the exact statistics, but I think he must have two or three goals in his last three or four games. Uh, and that's a massive confidence booster for for Leicester. He really is. Um, he, he's the symbol of that club over the last 10, 10 years. Um, and I think that's going to be enough for them. So, Tom, you've successfully dodged my question like a politician for long enough. Who do you think is going to be the third team? I'm actually with you, Tim. Uh, I think it's going to be Leeds as well. So my three are Southampton, Leeds and Nottingham Forest. Uh, the reason is... Uh, yes, the Leeds run-in is the worst of all. Manchester City, Newcastle, West Ham and Spurs. Uh, the West Ham, my club, are the we weakest of those teams. And we have had a very good bit of form beating Leeds or, or at least drawing with them uh, at Elland Road this season. So when I watched them play, and I did watch them play in their last game, uh, th that was a, a draw at home with Leicester, 1-1. Uh, I just saw too much... <sighs> La too too little composure. Composure is keeping a cool head, managing a game in the right situation. Uh, I look at the Leeds team and I see too many players who are not up to standard. Uh, Rocker, the holding midfield fielder, he's got to go. Uh, Aronson, their supposedly number 10 attacking midfielder, the American. Uh, maybe he needs more time, but no, he's got to go right now. Uh, even Harrison, who who's shown glimpses of promise, has failed to shine in this Leeds team. Uh, their centre-back, Cooper, I was watching uh, Leeds play against Fulham recently, and Fulham had Tim Ream, an American centre-back. Leeds had Cooper, their centre-back. And you could see just that difference in quality, that difference in composure. So collectively, Leeds don't really know what they're doing tactically. Uh, if I compare that with the other team who's going to be right down there with them, Everton, uh, I'm thinking who's got more fight? Who has more? It's a combination. It's fight and it's wherewithal. Uh, what does wherewithal mean, Tim? Like experience, knowledge, um, the the mental, the correct mental state of mind uh, to to operate in a difficult situation. That's right. Um, I, think, I think you're right. It's a, I'm thinking uh, Everton perhaps have uh, under Dyke and with the players they've got, they're better equipped with the experience and the knowledge to use the tools at their disposal the players and the assets and the tactics they've got to get themselves out of trouble. They have more wherewithal. In contrast, leads look hectic. Uh, hectic means disorganized, crazy, chaotic. Uh, leads look panicky in the last 10 minutes of a game. Uh, the, like they could, any player could make a terrible mistake at any moment. So Everton, when I'm looking at their run-in, they've got Brighton, they've got Man City, they've got Wolves and they've got Bournemouth. Brighton, forget about it. That's a team we love. We've raved about them on this podcast. I don't think Everton will get points from Brighton. Man City, forget about it. 
Wolves, now Everton do have to go to Molyneux and Wolves are stronger at home. Uh, but I think Wolves are already safe. Wolves form has not been very good. They lost 6-0 at the weekend to Brighton. So I think that Everton will, under Sean Dyke, and with those, uh, he's got those ex-Burnley players who are used to a relegation fight, players like Tarkowski, players like uh, Dwight O'Neill and uh, Michael Keane. He will galvanise his team to get a result at Wolves. And then Bournemouth, they'll play them at home. Bournemouth will already have the flip-flops on because Bournemouth have done enough to stay up already. So I think Everton will take six points out of their last four games. They will be level on goal uh, on uh, goal difference. Sorry, level on points with Nottingham Forest, but with a superior goal difference. So that's my prediction. Right. Well, I mean, Tom, you've obviously done your homework, which is great to see. Um, I think that's all we've got on the relegation dogfight. Uh, it's another big week of football. Uh, we're all West Ham supporters tomorrow, Tom. Uh, of course, you've got a difficult uh, away match against Manchester City. I hope you do better than Arsenal did uh, at the Etihad Stadium. It won't be difficult. And then, of course, next week, we're back to the Champions League semi-finals. So it really is coming. It's hotting up, which means it's getting exciting. Let's not forget the other European semi-finals, Tim. Let's not, but I have forgotten. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the, the mighty West Ham United have a semi-final in the Europa Conference League against AZ Alkmaar. That's the one I'm looking forward to, although we'll be keeping an eye on the Europa League as well, won't we? We certainly will. There's nothing that gets past us, Tom. Nothing gets past us. So, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be back soon for some more uh, English through football on Learn English Football podcast with Left Pod. Um, see you next time, Tom. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.